You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss, along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis, following the Saints Big 39-32 to win over Seattle. Six lead changes, two 56-yard field goals, a host of chunk plays. But in the end, you know, in, in five games or six weeks from now, we will not be talking about this. This will just be a win over Seattle. But, Mickey, it was, you know, in retrospect, it was a very significant win, an important win because of the timing. Yeah, look, anytime, you know, you go into a, a game one and three, you're desperate to win. And, and um, oftentimes, you know, Sean would often say that the most desperate team wins. And, and um, I think we were, we were, uh, we did some good things in the game. Um, but it was a tough game and we were fortunate to win um, and excited, excited about uh, getting to two and three and, and there were some really good things in that game that that uh, uh, that happened, and there were some things that we need to correct that weren't weren't as good. Taysom Hill with three rushing touchdowns, one passing touchdown, uh, tied a, a record from Archie Manning back in 1977. But I, I love all the comments that have been talked about, and that is, well, Archie was was, was awesome. He didn't recover a fumble. And he didn't return three kickoffs, right? And he wasn't on Taysom's, Taysom's on special teams uh, as well. So that was just an impressive day uh, for, for a young man who's been greatly deserving of it. Yeah, look, um, I think obviously a lot's been said already about the performance. And, and uh, look, the, the thing that's, that's most impressive about Taysom is, you know, his selflessness. You know, he's willing to take on all these roles. Um, Obviously, we know he preferred just to be a full-time quarterback, but but he's doing what's best for our team, gives us the best chance to win, and and um, it was great to see him uh, have that kind of day and get that kind of notoriety. I would like to say though that man, because of the uniqueness of of um, of Taysom's day, where I think we're overlooking what Alvin Kamara did. Um, he was spectacular. He had 23 rushes for 103 yards. He had six catches at, uh, on six targets for 91 yards. Um, made some big plays. He's just, you know, playing through injuries and and uh, giving us everything he's got. When when we've got some other guys, some skilled people, and some weapons down, and and he's given us everything we've got. And I, you know, I haven't heard his name mentioned a lot um, over the last day or two because of Taysom, but we we should not and. And obviously inside, we're not overlooking the performance that uh, Alvin Kamara uh, provided for us. Especially early, his runs, you know, between the tackles. uh, And then that screen pass was just vintage Saints, you know, and vintage Alvin. When he got that ball, and you you know, you're you're on the same side of the field we are. And you just see that wall of blockers. You just kind of knew something special was going to happen. 
Yeah. Um, listen, he's just one of the players in our league that um, anytime the ball's in his hands, you know, you kind of expect something spectacular to happen and, and, um, um, and it often does. You know, if there was ever a, a time or a, an example to say, this is why, you know, the 16 practice squad players or, or the two PSE elevations, I mean, you, you use everybody, you use everything. I mean, you signed uh, Chris Harris Jr. You know, he comes up and he gets elevated uh, along with Bryce Thompson. Thompson plays on the special teams. Chris Harris is on the field at the end of the game with this thing still still on the line. So because of the injury situation, and it, it is what it is, I, I don't have a, 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 you know an answer there, but because of that, it just shows the NFL how crucial these these, these practice squad players are. Yeah, look, it's it's a you know tough physical game, and and injuries happen. And what yet what you hope doesn't happen is that you have um, a lot of injuries at you know one particular position. Um, but look, thank goodness we're, we've gone to this sixteen man practice squad. It gives us a chance as a league, and gives each team a chance to. Um, but put, you know, a product on the field that's that's worth watching because you have guys that can come in and fill a role. I mean, look, we, you know, on, on, on Sunday, you know, you've got usually a five-man or a seven-man inactive list. Um, and typically you're going to have two or three of those guys are hurt and then the rest are, you know, healthy inactives. And, and look, we're going into these games with virtually everyone on that list being an injury uh, uh, and, and including two guys that, that we have to elevate from the practice squad. So we end up with six or seven guys inactive and all of them are hurt. And look, the fortunate thing is, is that, um, most of these injuries are shorter term, two or three week type injuries. They're not longer term. So we expect to get those guys back, but, but, um, you know, they, they've been happening to us early in the season and, and, uh, hopefully we can get over that hump, but it is impressive when someone comes off the practice squad and contributes into um, contributes in the game and helps us win. And oftentimes they, they're doing things that fans don't notice. And you, you mentioned that what you really kind of hope is that it doesn't hit a particular position. And I'm asking you this only because of what I feel will be just another very important week for you and your staff, because quite frankly, unfortunately it has kind of, if you look at your secondary and you look at your wide receiver rooms, it has been, kind of tough on those two groups. So, you know, it will be another very important week for, I'm, I'm asking, for you and your staff, not just the practice squad, but maybe looking for players beyond that, correct? Yeah, well, look, it, you know, it happened last week. We, we uh, brought in Keith Kirkwood, you know, because he's got experience in the league. He's been with us before, so he had some familiarity with our offense. Um, you know, we signed him to the practice squad. We elevated him. Um, and, I, we're not really expecting him to play. And then lo and behold, we get two injuries in, in uh, the wide receiver group and Keith Kirkwood's the next thing we know, he's got 20 plus snaps in the game. And, and um, I think he only had one target, one catch, but he did a lot of things um, in that game with, you know, being here, here less than seven days and, and uh, did a great job for us. So look, you're hoping that you, you don't have to do that. You don't have to go outside and sign people um, to come in and play right away. But, but sometimes it happens. This was the first game that I can remember in a while that was not a playoff game, but for a noon game 
and, and I, maybe it's the game day bell. I don't know. I mean, the game day bells want to know, but, but they were in their seats at noon and loud from the get go. And it was, it was impactful. Yeah. You know, a couple things. First of all, we haven't had a lot of noon games over the last few years and, That's true. and, uh, Obviously, we haven't had fans, you know, in, uh, for the last couple of years. You know, we had limited crowds at times. So it was great to have um, have the fans, you know, be back to that same environment that we had, um, you know, back in, you know, 1918. Um, I guess it was 2018, you know, before COVID, 2019. And so I thought it was a great environment when we played Tampa. You know, the fans were loud. They were there the whole game. They, they, they provide a lot of energy for us. And, and man, we need that. We thrive off that. Our players thrive off that. And, you know, I think sometimes we expect it. We take it for granted. But um, like I said, it was fantastic on, on uh, Sunday. And, and hopefully it'll continue. And we give them, look, part of our job is we have to give them reasons to be loud and, and proud. Yeah. So um, hopefully we can do that. Yeah, I've always kind of felt that way from a noon start, just because I feel like noon games, I feel like for whatever, the team needs to get the crowd into it sometimes. Even they need to kind of walk into LSU and play sometimes the night before. Not this time, but but on other games, the crowd can carry the team. But I just feel like sometimes noon games, it's a, it's on the team, and but the, they, they did. So it was a huge, huge win. Got to take a quick break. You're listening to the Saints Hour. Mike Oss and Mickey Loomis on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Well, welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Oss, along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. And Mickey, I- I'm only going to ask process here, but we saw what happened yesterday. And this is going to be the norm for now, which is if I, I don't care if, you know, if, if someone fi- fires their pool cleaner, Sean Payton is going to be the first name mentioned. It is just the world we live in. So I'm not asking about anything about Carolina and Sean, only the process that happens because he's under contract. What, what, how you guys have his rights until 2024, how will it go? How, you know, will the process work? Yeah. um, Well, I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about that, but obviously you know, they have to have our permission and they have to, you know, ultimately um, provide some compensation um, in order to release him. That's that's generally the way that works. Um, specifically, who, you know, I don't know. We'll have to wait, you know, have, see how this plays out over time. But but um, a lot of that's in Sean's hands. He has to decide that he wants to coach again and that uh, he likes the situation and and uh, so th- there's just a lot of variables involved with that, Mike. And I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about it, honestly. Have you talked to him? Oh, yeah. I talk to Sean often, you know. So um, I think he's doing a really good job at, at, at Fox. And, and uh, I think he's enjoying himself and, and getting recharged. And, and uh, look, we'll, we'll be friends for life. Now, I also want to talk about the process because I think fans kind of have sometimes get the wrong idea uh, about some players like uh, when Seattle is able to poach uh, uh, a Tony Jones and Latavius Murray, same type of situation. Now those, both of those players could have been signed at, at any point, right? They're on your practice squad, but it's a, it's a need, right? I mean, until Rashad Penny breaks his ankle, they, they don't need until, Javante Williams gets hurt in Denver. 
there's not this need, but it's not like any, there's anything you can do to protect everybody. You can't put everybody on the 53. Yeah, well, look, they were both, they were two different uh, circumstances. Uh, in the first case, Latavius was on our practice squad. And look, every player on every practice squad is available to be signed by any team. Um, and, you know, what happens oftentimes is that if it's a player on, um, you know, team A's practice squad and team B uh, offers them an active roster spot, typically what will happen is, is uh, you know, they'll call team A, the team they're with, and, and say, hey, I've been offered an active roster spot. Um, do you guys have one for me? And, and then if generally if if you do um they'll stay with the team they've been with but look in 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 latavius's case uh, um, he had an opportunity at denver they had an injury and and look in his mind it was a better opportunity in terms of getting on the field and playing more and so we understand that look that that's uh, again that's available for every practice squad player in tony's case look we had to make a roster move on on saturday uh, in order to get someone on the active roster at a different position. So he was available because he's not a vested veteran. He was available to be claimed. And look, lo and behold, Seattle had an injury in the, in our game. And, uh, you know, I think Tony might have been the only running back that was waived and available for claim. And so they claimed him. And, and uh, you know, it happens. It's, that's the risk you take. We've claimed guys in the past. Um Including Taysom Hill, as I recall. Oh, yeah, I, that's exactly uh, what I was so, going to say. That's how you got Taysom Hill in Green Bay in yeah, 2017. Uh, so, so it happens, and and it's just part of roster management. And look, we were hoping that uh, Tony would clear and we'd be able to get him back on our roster, but but he didn't. That's um, that happens. This Cincinnati team that's coming in, I know you know there's a Joe Burrow and a lot of former former Saints players, but they're like a lot of other teams. They are two and three. Right. It's it's two and three and three and two. You, you and I have talked about this before. There's 20 teams in the NFL in that bunch uh, for whatever reason. I think, you know, we'll talk later with this with Mike Tannenbaum and that offenses just feel like are inconsistent right now but, uh, behind the defenses, which we typically see early in the season, but just feels that way. What, what do you what do you think or what do you know? What do you see in this Cincinnati team? Yeah, I think, look, um, First of all, you know, there, there's there's always that I don't want to call it a hangover, but that's what I'm going to use because I can't think of a better term. There's always that um, hangover from going to the Super Bowl and having an extended season. And and, you know, what you quickly realize is that none of that carries over. This is an entirely new season. Anything you did the year before doesn't uh, benefit you in this season. So they they they're going to find their ground. They're a really good team. They've lost some really close games. They could easily be, um, you know, four and one, um, but that you know it is what it is. They're they're uh, they're desperate to get a win, just like we are, and um, we're going to have our hands full. That's for sure. And and look, you know, you mentioned this early part of the season. It is early, and um, you know, good teams will find their footing, and I fully expect uh, Cincinnati will be there. Yeah, um, you know, when we get to the second half of the season. Um, and hopefully they don't find their footing this week. <laughs> right, exactly. And finally, and only because it's – I know there are members of your staff that are already looking at it, and this is the, the the tough part of the NFL. And you've already been to London, but you finish this game with Cincinnati, and then it's the Thursday night road game. I mean, that, that's, 
That, that is, that must be, it's an awful lot on an organization when you finish Sunday and, and you're thinking about flying on Wednesday to get the work done in, in that short week. Yeah, look, um, listen, we've, we've done that so much. I, I think, you know, when you have a home game and then you fly, that, that, that's, you know, that's not as tough as having a road game and then flying out for that Thursday, which, you know, has happened in the past. And I think, you know, they're pretty much not, uh, you know, teams aren't having to do that anymore. I think they've been really conscious about, about, uh, um, about how that travel affects teams, but we're, you know, we're used to this. We're used to, especially our team, because, you know, we've had, we've had uh, to evacuate. We've had all kinds of different things that, that we've had to deal with in terms of logistics and travel and, and so I think, you know, we handle that uh, pretty well. We'll handle this pretty well. It's, um, you know, it's earlier in the season, which I, you know, I kind of like that. Um, oftentimes we've had to play Thursday late in the season, uh, including, I think, twice, uh, you know, we had those back-to-back Thursday games um, uh, in the past. So, look, we'll, we'll handle this. Every team's got to do it at least once and, and uh, our turn's up. Well, Mickey, uh, huge win, great win. Uh, best of luck uh, with Cincinnati, and then we will talk uh, next week as we, as, as we roll towards uh, Arizona. Congratulations. Thank you, Mike. Take care. Well, let's pause 10 seconds to let stations identify themselves here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. And coming up next, we will talk to Mike Tannenbaum. He's a former NFL front office executive, got his start in a way right here in New Orleans. Now he has created a media think tank. We will speak with him coming up next here on the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there. 
to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss here, along with Mickey Loomis and a special guest, Mike Tannenbaum, who has several ties to the Saints and NFL and journalism and media. He's an attorney, uh, former general manager and senior vice president of football operations with the Jets. He's been with the Dolphins. And now he has his own website, think tank, if you will, the 33rdteam.com. We'll get into that. Mike Tannenbaum, uh, welcome to the show. Great to be with you guys, and congrats on a hard fort win the other day. Thank you, Mike. Um, that you know that game. Obviously, uh, I'm sure you saw most of it, and it was uh, in large part the Taysom Hill show. But look, that just reminded me of a couple guys from years ago. Um, uh, Brad Smith that you had, Ray Lucas, guys that did a lot of different things for a team. And just talk a little bit about, you know, from the perspective of a GM and or a coach, how valuable it is to have a guy that can multitask. Yeah, Mickey, you know, one guy that influenced me a lot was uh, Coach Parcells. And we signed Tom Tupa to be our backup quarterback and punter. And because of a roster management spot standpoint, he could play quarterback and punter. You could actually bring somebody else to the game. I think about Taysom Hill. He's one of the most valuable people in the league. And I think that contract is of great value. If you think about of all the teams right now that could use a quarterback out there, you know, teams like San Francisco, for example, who have a chance for a good season, Miami Dolphins, uh, Browns, there's Carolina Panthers. There's so many teams that need a quarterback. And the value that you have with Taysom Hill, because he can put, which we saw, he made a really good pass and he scored multiple touchdowns. And something that our fans don't typically understand is he also allows you to bring somebody else to the game because he can be quarterback. So I think he's um, a really valuable player, uh, somebody that uh, I think you're really fortunate to have under contract given the uncertainty of quarterbacks in the league. And I think he's somebody that could be a meaningful contributor for years to come. Yeah, look, that that does get, you know, undersold that the, the value is is oftentimes it's not necessarily just him. It's who else you can, uh, you know, have on your roster, particularly for game day, but, but even overall, and, and when you have guys uh, and there's been guys around the league, listen, I think Bill Belichick um, and certainly Bill Parcells were the masters of, of finding these guys that can do lots of different things for them. Um, and we're lucky to have Taysom and, and uh, look, that, that was developed by, you know, Sean Payton and, and, and a guy you're familiar with Mike Westoff, who, who, uh, uh, basically just took Taysom and said, hey, I need this guy in special teams. And and um, that was kind of the beginning of of um, the Taysom Hill show. Yeah, again, I'm I curious. think it's hard to value on Mike. Yeah, go ahead. No, good please do, Mike. Go ahead. Yeah, I think, I think Mickey, you make a great point. It's just hard to value, like, the roster standpoint of not only on game day, but it allows you to keep somebody else on your team. And we know the quarterback's a developmental position. So the fact that he wears so many hats – like we saw the direct consequence the other day, but I think there's an indirect consequence of, of roster building and player development that is so easy for us to take for granted. I was going to ask Mickey yep. uh, this this question. Unless you, you want to, you, you got something, Mickey. I'd rather have I'd rather have you guys 
chat <laughs> then and then, then me ask something you know off the wall so please do yeah look i i just think you know mike i haven't seen uh um all the games around our league but the games i've seen i feel like the offenses this year are struggling more than in the past I just wonder what your observation was relative to that uh, around our league and and if you see a reason behind I think it. a couple of things i think we're seeing a lot more defenses play covered too so they're bending not breaking and they're forcing offenses to check the ball down it's going to eliminate the explosive play and I think we're going to see some answers for that in the coming weeks. But um, I think generally speaking, Mickey, early in the season, um, offenses will be ahead of defenses. I mean, excuse me, defenses will be ahead of offense. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. Go ahead, Mike. Mickey, I was just – and maybe to both of you, the impact – because Taysom has, has been with this team since 2017, but last year in training camp, he truly – battled for the quarterback position probably the first time he spent as much time as he ever has with the quarterback room in that you know really getting some reps and I'm wondering the impact now because before he was seen as a quarterback but kind of a utility player but the ability for him to have that time to really kind of hone in on those quarterback skills and the impact that it's had yeah well I you know I think one thing and it's it's I guess it's easy to forget but but Taysom has been a quarterback, you know, pretty much his entire football life. He was a quarterback at BYU. And unfortunately he had, he had a, a number of injuries that kept him off the field. And, and frankly, that's probably what kept him from being drafted. And, and uh, um, so I, you know, I think sometimes we forget that, that that's really, you know, what he is. He was a quarterback and the adjustment is, you know, going to another room, going to a tight end room, going to, you know, running back room and, and doing these other things. That's been the adjustment. It's not the adjustment of playing quarterback. Mike Tannenbaum, I'm curious. You were, a, 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 you were right. You were an intern back in 94. You worked with the Saints as you went to law school at Tulane. But Mickey, you weren't here yet. Where, 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 does your, where, where does your relationship kind of begin, the foundation for you two? Well, I, look, from, from my standpoint, it was really, you know, when, when – you know, Mike was was with the Jets, and and look, we're we're both coming from the salary cap uh, uh, piece of, of our business, resource management, and so we you know had conversations about about different practices and things over time. Look, I've always found Mike to be a really thoughtful, smart guy, and look, anytime you can pick the brains of of guys smarter than yourself, you know, it's a good idea. And so, um, and Mike was always really accommodating. Uh, in terms of, you know, having conversations about different things that, that didn't affect, you know, the, the uh, competition between our teams. Um, and look, there's also that connection of him, you know, having spent time in New Orleans and, and spent time with the Saints. You're right. It was prior to my time, but um, there's still a connection when, when you uh, when you spend time in New Orleans, as anyone who's been here knows. Yeah, and, and likewise, you know, he's been a friend for a long time. Someone I looked up to who's had a remarkable run with two different franchises. And after I left and I was replaced by Omar Khan, so who's now the GM of the Steelers. So in some ways, the New Orleans Saints have been the cradle of GMs, which uh proud to be part of. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Saints Hour. Mike Hoffs, Mickey Loomis, and Mike Tannenbaum. We're back after a quick break. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Saints Hour. Mike Hoffs, along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis and 
Mike Tannenbaum, former football operations, done a lot of everything. But now, Mike, if you could, you're the founder of the 33rd Team, which is an impressive website. It's got former players, former coaches, former front office, and, I mean, names that everybody would recognize. Um, give us a little sense of, of – it's called – you call it a think tank, but give us a little sense of, of, of what this website foundation is about. Sure. You know, we uh, have a bunch of coaches that we're proud, Coach Parcells and Bill Cower. Uh, we got foreign players like Chris Long, and we just try to put out content from people that have actually played the game or made decisions. And we have a bunch of interns, and proudly we've placed 22 men and women in the league where they've interned and supported like people like Dan Quinn, Doug Peterson, Bill Polian, and they get great experience and go on and get hired by teams. And uh, those coaches are supported. Some want to stay retired. Others want to go back and, and coach again. And um, it's been a great experience for me and two lanes involved with it. And um, we try to put out content that takes the uh, viewer or the listener uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, look, I want to, uh, not just because Mike's on here, but I, I'd like to endorse that uh, wholeheartedly because, look, I don't read a lot of media, but I do read the 33rd team because it is people that have been in the league that have had experience um, doing the jobs that now they're talking about on this website. And, and it's, it's, there's some really good stuff and it'd be, it's really educational for any fan who, who hasn't been part of the league. Um, but it's also, you know, good information for myself. It, it um, you know, there's opinions and there's things on that, on that uh, website that uh, make, make me, uh, um, think about the decisions that we're making. And I would suspect, and, and Mickey, you can talk or not talk about this, but the, the, the content in the next week is going to predominantly, or at least, you know, be about concussion protocol because of what we've seen. And then most recently, roughing the passer with the Tom Brady situation, Patrick Mahomes last night. I mean, it's just, it, with, without talking about refereeing, talk about those two situations and how they are impacting the game. Yeah, well, you know, first of all, um, I can't really talk about officiating, but Mike I know, can. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I want to hear about what Mike has to say. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is well said. Well, one of our contributors is Dean Blandino, who's already said that that was not roughing the passer by Grady Jarrett. And – I think it's really hard, guys. Like it's all about player health and safety, but you got to be able to tackle the quarterback. I thought the call last night was terrible. I thought Grady Jarrett's roughing the penalty, uh, roughing the pass against Tom Brady was awful as well. We have to have some sort of sensible middle ground here. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Um, but I'm I'm going to leave it up to Mike to determine whether they were good calls or not. <laughs> Well, the, um, the but yeah, look, and listen, there, there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with protecting our players. In fact, we should be protecting our players, but the, it's also a physical game and, and uh, it's a tough job. The officials have, they have a really tough job. Um, but I, you know, I think there is, a, there is, there is a sweet spot um, that we can find that, that both provides protection for the players and, and yet allows, um, allows a game to be played the way it was meant to be played. I think the interesting thing for my Tannenbaum for, for you is that when I asked the referee for the statement post Tampa game, he had said that he found that 
Jared unnecessarily threw him to the ground. And that word just kind of, I mean, if you watch it, it's actually both, both, you know, sacks, so to speak, were, were very similar in a rap and, and toss, at least for, from a Grady Jared standpoint, that word unnecessarily kind of, kind of sticks out there. Brady's a big man and to get him down, he's six foot five guys. Like, I don't know how else Grady Jarrett's going to get him down. We're talking about physics here. Yeah, it's tough. Well, Mike, I know you're, I think you're physically on an airplane. So I know you're traveling. Uh, we appreciate your time uh, coming on today. Love to have you back uh, this season and uh, continued success. But anytime Mickey Lewis or Doug Miller asks for something, the answer is always yes. And uh, I'm a big fan of those guys. Thank you, Mike. Safe travels. We'll be right back. This is the Saints Hour. Mike Austin, Mickey Loomis on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss joined again with Mike Tannenbaum, who's providing us with a little bonus coverage. Tuesday's a day off for the players, but not for the administration. Mickey stepped away for some football business, and Mike Tannenbaum, who joined us earlier from a, from a plane in New York, is now back in Miami. And I would assume that that jump for you because of ESPN and all the networks must be a pretty common thing to go, to make that flight from Miami to, to New York. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. You know, ESPN's uh, obviously, you know, they're best in class and they've been phenomenal. And they have, you know, two uh, significant studio footprints. One's in uh, Bristol, Connecticut, and one's in uh, New York City, the seaport. And uh, I do some work in season at both places. So um, I actually teach a class also at Columbia. So I, I'm up there a couple of days a week and then back down uh, with my family here in South Florida as well. That's cool. What's the class? Uh, the business of the NFL. Wow. That's an ever-changing. There's no book for that, right? Because it's just—it's got to be digital because it keeps changing. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> so we had started. At least we were talking about Sean Payton's situation, and which was going to lead eventually for me talking about Matt Rule. I mean, it just seems like when we played them in 2021, they—they they beat the Saints and got to three and zero, and you know he was kind of the talk of the town. And then they win two of their next 
12, one and four this year. I mean, this this was not even not, not even a surprise to anybody. Not even Matt Rule. Yeah, it's a cautionary tale about uh, for whatever reason college coaches have not transitioned well. Obviously, the most notable one would be you know Nick Saban not working out with the Dolphins and then being historically great at the University of Alabama. Um, and there's obviously other examples along the way. Um, but Matt Rule is a really good coach at Temple, at Baylor. Um, and for whatever reason, it wasn't working in Carolina. I think quarterback, you know, be it P.J. Walker, Teddy Bridgewater, Cam Newton, Sam Darnold, or Baker Mayfield, it just wasn't working. And I think, you know, David Tepper is one of these people. He just wanted to cut his losses. And that, that's kind of where, where things have kind of, at least for the average person out there, have gotten so out of whack. And that's the money aspect. First off, when he signed the deal, seven years, twenty, you know, in twenty twenty for sixty two million, had people's mouths open, and now he lasted thirty eight games. And I was reading that they think the buyout's going to be about forty million. So unless he gets a college job, of course, to help offset that, but the the money is kind of so amazing. Like you hear colleges talk about buyouts, don't even bat an eye. Yeah, and I think, you know, every contract's worded differently, but, um, you know, there's something known as offset. So depending on how much Carolina owes Coach Rule, if he does get a Division One job, that could potentially reduce the liability of what they own. Um, of course, you know, those, those are details that are specific in this contract. So we'll, we'll, um, I'm sure Coach Rule will continue to coach. I don't think that's the way he's going in his career. Um, but financially, obviously, he's in a great situation. But is that the climate now because the – television money and the money is and these we're always talking about billionaires as far as owners that that you what you will lose maybe in a buyout and just forget the college aspect what you will lose in a buyout pales in comparison to not putting a winner on the field yeah no that's what that's what this is all about it's winning football games and a guy like David Tepper certainly has the means and I'm sure he's not happy about what he has to pay but you know at the end of the day this is about you know winning football games I was looking back through your, the, the 33rd team. That's the website, the think tank that, that you've created. And it's such an amazing cast of both players, coaches, and front office. And I, when I was looking through the players, most of them, uh, like a Rod Woodson or a Rondé Barber, but you have Cam Jordan. Is he, the, is he the only active player that you have? Yeah, we don't have many, but Cam's done an amazing job. And uh, I think he's enjoyed his time with us, and uh, I'm glad you brought that up for all our Saints fans out there listening. And, uh, yeah, check out Cam Jordan each and every week on the 3013. So how does that – do you – have you spent some time with him in interviewing, or how does that work, or is it more of a podcast? Yeah, he's actually creating the content. So, um, you know, we worked it out with his uh, marketing rep, and, um, you know, he, he's been great. He's been really into it, and he's smart, articulate, and uh, – he creates his own content on a weekly basis. Because I, I, I know Cam. I've, I, I've interviewed him several times, and usually about halfway through the interview, I'm going, "Am I interviewing him, or is he interviewing me?" <laughs> he has an, he has a unique talent. Yeah, no, he's he's a bright guy, very insightful. Um, he's one of those people like I'm going to be so intrigued to see what he does when he's done playing because he has such a bright future, not only obviously on the field, but. Uh, off the field as well. Same thing with your coaches that you have. I mean, you have Cower, Parcells, Mike Martz, uh, Marvin Lewis, you know, just guys who've, who've, you know, iconic and also Super Bowl winners. How did you kind of uh, accumulate this this wealth of, of knowledge and how are they used? 
Yeah, again, you know, they're trying to bring, you know, um, the people that come to our site, consuming our content where they can't go, which is, you know, the thing that Coach Parcells talked about, you know, how he built teams and how important, you know, the value of a fourth down player is, or, you know, Bill Cowher talking about, you know, the roster decisions he's made. And I think there's a lot of people that just love football. The game's been really good to them. And, you know, they want to share their wisdom uh, with, with our audience. And, uh, you know, we, we have a long way to go, but we're proud of our growth and, you know, feel like we're, you know, try and get a, have a credible space in the, you know, the football ecosystem. And again, really uh, just focusing on people that have had the jobs and, you know, just really privileged and honored to have people like Bill Parcells, Bill Cower partners. We had talked earlier and I wanted to kind of get a little deeper if possible, just for a couple more minutes about the, we were talking about probably the, the content that would be utilized this week on roughing the passer and still the concussion protocol, because the, the NFL and the CBA have, have changed some of the protocols and, and, and added what is, I think, a taxi, if I'm saying it right. Uh, but basically, the abnormality of balance and stability. What can you tell me about that? Yeah, I think in layman's terms, like when we saw what happened to Tua in, in the Buffalo game, I think that's what we're trying to you know, work around, just in terms of like, you know, it looked like he was concussed. Um, and that's really, you know, what we're trying to fix, I think, in the game. So there was sort of, I wouldn't say like a loophole, but like it, it, the rule was like there had to be a neurological event. And now it's just, um, you know, regardless if it happens because of orthopedics or not, um, if, if there's um, basically gross motor instability, then um, the uh, player is ineligible for that game. And, be, and, and because we've, We've brought in, you know, it's that third eye. Because if you ask the player, just like you ask Tua, and if you ask anybody, you know, he's gonna he went to his back, right? And so if if you kind of it's it's it feels like it's now we have to protect the players from the players from themselves. Yeah, football is a game for people that are, you know, they're unique guys, and uh, yeah, they're. Um, I think that's a really well said. You you almost have to protect them from themselves because. They're, they're combative, they're, you know, very competitive, they're used to a contact sport, and uh, I, I think we want to have sensible rules where, um, obviously, you don't want healthy players to be ineligible, but you do want to protect players from themselves so they don't put themselves in, in harm's way. Have you noticed just the uptick in, of injuries across the board? I know we've looked harder at concussions, but... I mean, the Saints will begin, and I, I don't know, and it's usually them and their opponents that I look at, they'll begin each week with 12 or 13 on the, the injury list. Is, is that kind of league-wide? Yeah, I think so a little bit, just from a standpoint of, I think there's just been more reporting, better reporting, more in-depth reporting. Um, and, and not all injuries are the same. You know, soft tissue injuries um, are, are, are different than, than others. So, um, you know, every situation is, is slightly different. And we were talking earlier about the, the roughing the passer situation, and I was reading a, t- a tweet from uh, Tom Pelissero with the NFL Media and NFL Network, and he said, Chris Jones, he was the Kansas City player, will be the first player called for roughing the passer who was actually holding the football. <laughs> I mean, it was a, that was a unique uh, – I mean, it was. It was, I, mean, it was a, I thought the Kansas City fans were going to come out on the field. Uh, it was it – was, yeah. Yeah, look, you know, that play, and as we talked about earlier, Grady, Grady Jarrett, like those are just two plays that just don't pass the eye test. And um, it is tackle football, and uh, again, player health and safety is paramount, but, you know, clearly that, that did not seem like that was roughing the passer. 
Talk about your beginning. I know you 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 had started working with the Saints in the in the '90s when you were going to Tulane Law School, and you started as an intern, ended in player personnel. Those were, if I want to remember right, it was '94 and then '96, and and I, that's I was a sports anchor here at the time, and that was Jim Mora. It was also Jim Mora's last year. Uh, if I'm right mathematically, those were those were challenging seasons to be a part of this organization. It was, uh, but it was a great opportunity for me. I started at the bottom, drove people to the airport, learned about the NFL salary cap, and I wouldn't trade those years for anything. I got to work with a gentleman named Chet Franklin, who was the assistant GM, and um, what he did for my life and career, I could never articulate or repay. And uh, if it wasn't for him, I never would have been in the NFL. And um, those were special times in my life. And I was uh, in debt as a law student, going through life on student loans, but. Uh, Bill Carrick was a DM, Jamora. Um, we had an interim coach in Rick Venturi, and I graduated and went off to the Cleveland Browns. Rick Venturi, to me, I, I'm always, I mean, Jim Moore was, ended up being a friend of mine. He was at my wedding, uh, came to my wedding, and, and just Rick Venturi, the day when he got that job and that press conference, and, you know, it wasn't, and he just sat there and he went, you know what? Somebody's got to drive the train. And uh, he just, I just, is one of the, the classiest guys I've just always had such high esteem for for Rick Venturi and Jim Moore as well yeah two special men they treat me with class and dignity and uh, yeah I, I have nothing but a great deal of respect for both of them do you get down to New Orleans at all much anymore or just just not just depends on your travels I, I do I'm involved with uh, Tulane Law School and some uh, advisory boards with them and uh, you know that's a special place to me it's a special city um Great, great experience with the Saints. Great experience with Tulane Lawson. Well, Mike, I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man, and uh, thanks for spending some time with us. And as, as Mickey said, we hope you'll you'll join us again down the road, and, and we'll have some great things to talk about. Okay, great. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Mike. I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. The Saints still with a nice homestand in front of them. Three of their next four games at home. Cincinnati, of course, first. Then on the road in Arizona. That will be a Thursday night affair. Then home with the Las Vegas Raiders, who looked pretty sharp last night in a one-point loss in Kansas City. And then the Saints' Monday night affair with the Baltimore Ravens. That will be on Monday, November 7th from Caesars Superdome. Again, a very important stretch for this football team as they try and put together some consecutive wins at home. The Saints have not won back-to-back home regular season games since the middle of the 2020 season. And that was November when they beat the San Francisco 49ers on November 15th and came back the very next week on Sunday, November 22nd, and beat the Atlanta Falcons. So that is a significant stretch between back-to-back victories at home, but at 2-3, and three, right in the thick of things after that victory over Seattle. I'm sure it will be another interesting week as tomorrow we will learn just how the Saints came through the Seattle game from a health standpoint and then follow practices this week to see who will suit up and be ready to go against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals who also come in with a 2-3 and three record. My thanks to Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis and all those within the Saints organization that make this show possible and a special thanks to Mike Tenenbaum who was 
probably our first two-state guest. Be sure to check out his Think Tank website. It is the33rdteam.com, the33rdteam.com, with a very serious lineup of contributors, including players, coaches, and front office personnel. My thanks to Charlie Long in the booth and to all the stations along the network. Thanks for listening, and we will look for you next week. This has been the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.